Good morning and welcome to the Proactive IT Cybersecurity Daily number 107. It is Monday, April 20th, 2020. I'm your host, Scott Gumbar, and it's an amazing Monday. This podcast is brought to you by Nuage Tech, a client-focused and security-minded IT consultant based in Central Connecticut. You can visit us at nuagetech.com. That's N-W-A-J-Tech.com. It's another incredible Monday in lockdown. I don't know if you still are where you are in the world, but we are here in the northeast part of the United States, still in lockdown. So wherever you are, if uh, for any other reason besides me being locked down, if you could just show your support by liking, sharing, commenting, or reviewing on whatever podcast platform you're listening to this on, that would be awesome. And if you're in a HIPAA-compliant business, Go to Facebook, type in HIPAA compliant, or type in Get HIPAA Compliance, and join that group because um, you'll learn some HIPAA stuff. Uh, let's get the updates out of the way. Apple did release an update late last week on Friday. Apple releases security update for Xcode, so Apple has released a security update to address vulnerabilities in Xcode. A remote attacker could exploit this vulnerability to take control of an affected system. So you should um, update that immediately if you have not done so already. Uh, the Hacker News reports CISA warns patched Pulse secure VPNs could still p- expose organizations to hackers. So there was um, Pulse Pulse secure VPN has had a vulnerability with a, a patch for it for quite some time now, a few months at least. And um, so they believe that, and a lot of people were not patching it. A lot of companies were not patching it, but they believe that even after patching it, there is still a vulnerability. So the United States Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency yesterday issued a fresh advisory alerting organizations to change all their Active Directory credentials as a defense against cyber attacks trying to leverage a known remote code execution vulnerability in Pulse Secure VPN servers, even if they've already been patched. The warning comes three months after another CISA alert urging users and administrators to patch Pulse Secure VPN environments to thwart attacks exploiting the vulnerability. Threat actors who successfully exploited CVE 2019-11-510 and stole a victim organization's credentials was, will still be able to access and move laterally through that organization's network after the organization has patched this vulnerability if the organization did not change their stolen credentials. So in other words, if you... Um, were already compromised because of the pa- of, because of the vulnerability that existed, and then you patched. You're still vulnerable, so you need to also change all of your AD credentials within your environment. Um, on security, SC Media Magazine, scmagazine.com. GitHub users being hit with credential stealing phishing messages. GitHub users are being targeted by a sawfish phishing campaign designed to steal their GitHub login credentials and time-based one-time password codes. The attack referred to as Sawfish by GitHub SIRT comes through a GitHub message that claims the target's account has experienced unauthorized activity of some type. GitHub CERT, which is SIRT, wrote in a blog a handy link to rectify the situation is included where the alterations can be viewed. The link, in fact, turns out to be a redirect to a phishing website that mimics the GitHub login page. Here, the victim's credentials are harvested. For those using TOTP, which is the time-based one-time password, 
two-factor authentication. The malicious site takes and sends the codes in real time to the attacker, allowing the GitHub account to be instantly accessed. In some cases, this access is used to grab and download repositories content, GitHub cert said. Accounts protected by hardware security keys are not vulnerable to this attack. GitHub cert listed six TTPs being used by threat actors behind the campaign. The phishing emails sourced from legitimate domains using compromised email servers or stolen API credentials for legitimate bulk email providers. Targets currently ha active GitHub users across many companies in the tech sector and in multiple countries via email addresses used for public commits. Use of URL shortening services to conceal the true destination of the malicious link. Use of PHP-based redirectors on compromised websites to redirect the victim from a less suspicious looking URL to another malicious one. If the attacker successfully steals GitHub user account credentials, they may quickly create GitHub personal access tokens or authorize OAuth applications on the account in order to preserve access in the event that the user changes the password. And in many cases, the attacker immediately downloads private repository contents access accessible to the compromised user, including those owned by organization accounts and other co collaborators. GitHub administrators are actively searching for the phishing sites being used and when found, filing taken down, take down requests. They also suggest switching from TOTP two-factor authentication to a hardware key or a web authent two-factor authentication. So um, if, you're on, if you have GitHub repositories, um, switch your TFA for now and, um, well, maybe not for now, maybe permanently to hardware if you can. And... Um, you know, be aware that there are phishing attacks going on. On Bleeping Computer, U.S. government hackers use stolen AD credentials to ransom hospitals. Hackers have deployed ransomware on the systems of U.S. hospitals and government entities using Active Directory credentials stolen months after exploiting a known pre-auth remote code execution vulnerability in their Pulse Secure VPNs. So here you go. This was similar to the report we just talked about. Um, even though the vulnerability tracked SCV 2019-11510 was patched by Pulse Secure one year ago, the U.S. Security Infrastructure Security Agency warned organizations in January to patch their Pulse Secure VPN servers against ongoing attacks and after another alert issued in October 2019. Um, so we just talked about this, but apparently t uh, hospitals are being targeted uh, as a result of this, and especially now with everybody, you know, as much as possible working from home, I know hospitals is probably not the case, but um, there is a warning against hospitals, and, and the U.S. government is saying that some hospitals have already been compromised. Um, Bleeping Computer leading accounting firm M MNP hit with cyber attack, a leading accounting firm in Canada. Forced a company-wide shutdown of their systems after getting hit with a cyber attack last weekend, Bleeping Computer has learned. Canadian accounting firm MNP's system were impacted last weekend when, in what Bleeping Computer was told was a ransomware attack. When the com company discovered that an attack was taking place, they shut down the systems throughout the company to prevent more devices from being infected. MNP Employees have told Bleeping Computer that accountants were sent text messages asking them to bring their laptops into the office to be secured before reconnecting to servers. MNMP has over 80 offices, and employees told us that most were kept offline as the investigation continued. During the period, accountants were told to be on standby to work if they, if and when the systems went back online. Ultimately, we were told that most of the offices were closed for the entire week, and accountants were told were not able to work. 
It was explained to Bleepy Computer that MNP accountants are salaried for 37.5 hours a week. Any hours that they work over this number are banked as overtime to be used towards future time off. Due to offices being shut down for a week, MNP is deducting approximately 32 hours of banked overtime from affected employees. One employee was concerned that if they go negative on their OT bank due to this hack, they would end up owing MNP instead of getting paid. One employee said, one employee that we spoke to was disgusted by how MNP handled the situation and thought it was unfair that their bank time should be used because the company got hacked. In a statement to Bleep Computer, Randy Moa, Senior Vice President, Marketing MNP, confirmed that they were affected by a cyber attack and had shut down systems across the firm. So um, last week we reported two law firms in Manitoba, I believe it was, were hacked. Now we have an accounting firm being hit with ransomware. So this is, uh, it seems like Canada might be in the target of some of these ransomware um, attackers. So bleeping computer, Microsoft TrickBot in hundreds of co- unique COVID-19 lures per week. TrickBot, TrickBot is at the moment the malware showing up in the highest number of unique COVID-19 related malicious emails and attachments delivered to potential victims of inboxes based on Microsoft's Office 365 advanced threat protection data. Based on Office 365 ATP data trickbot is the most prolific malware operation using COVID-19 themed lures, according to a tweet from Microsoft's global network of security experts. So if you don't know trickbot, and I'm not sure if it's somewhere here in this article, but trickbot is a banking Trojan. And what that means is that it steals your credentials. If it's on your computer, it's going to take credentials from different locations on your computer and then harvest those, probably sell them on the dark web. This week's campaign uses several hundred of unique macro-laced document attachments and emails that pose as message from nonprofit offering free COVID-19 tests. The macros used by TrickPot gang are still using a delay before downloading the malicious uh, payloads to evade sandbox analysis and emulation. About a week ago, Microsoft said it has already spotted 76 threat variants using COVID-19 themed lures since these attacks have started, with TrickBot malware being the most active. Roughly 60,000 attacks out of millions of targeted messages come with COVID-19 related malicious attachments or URLs per Microsoft, based on data collected from thousands of email phishing campaigns every week. In a single day, smart screen sees and processes more than 18,000 malicious COVID-19 themed URLs and IP addresses, Microsoft said. In late March, the TrickBot gang was spotted while using a malicious Android app for bypassing two-factor authentication used by various banks after stealing transaction and numbers. Oh, I'm sorry, transaction auth numbers. Right at the start of January, the TrickBot Trojan was seen switching to a new Windows 10 UIC bypass that allows it to execute itself and elevated privileges without ever having to show a user account control prompt in the process, and we did report that at the time. TrickBot was previously deployed as part of the spam campaign that impersonated a doctor at the World Health Organization, which we also reported to take advantage of public fears surrounding the coronavirus pandemic to target Italians. During February, both TrickBot and Emotet Trojans started using strings with text from coronavirus news stories attempting to bypass security solutions that use machine learning and artificial intelligence to detect malware. Two days ago, Google announced that Gmail's built-in malware blocked around 18 million phishing and malware emails um that was it was actually four days ago now i believe and so we did talk about that as well and um 
TrickBot is a malware strain initially developed as a modular banking malware and continuously upgraded by its authors with new modules and capabilities since October 2016 when it was initially spotted in the wild. Even though at first it was used for only for harvesting and exfiltrating sensitive data, TrickBot has now evolved into a popular malware dropper that will further compromise infected systems by delivering other, usually a lot more dangerous malware payloads. TrickBot is typically delivered through Emotet and is commonly employed as part of a multi-stage attack to drop other malicious tools with Ryuk ransomware being one of the most notable. This normally happens after all potentially useful info, system info, credentials, interesting files has been already stolen and delivered to its operators. TrickBot is especially dangerous to enterprise as it can propagate throughout corporate networks and if it gets admin access to a domain controller, it will steal the Active Directory database to collect other network credentials. So... Um, another warning from Microsoft about TrickBot. So just you know, heed that warning. Understand that we are getting, we are seeing. I think I saw somewhere a 400% increase in phishing email around the coronavirus pandemic. Uh, meaning they're using the subject lines. The subject lines are, are around COVID-19. In last article on Bleeping Computer, this is was big news over the weekend. IT services giant Cognizant suffers maze ransomware cyber attack. So information technologies services giant Cognizant suffered a cyber attack Friday night allegedly by operators of the maze ransomware bleeping computer has, has learned. Cognizant is one of the largest IT managed services company in the world with close to 300,000 employees and over $15 billion in rev revenue. As part of its operation, Cognizant remotely manages its clients through endpoint clients or agents that are installed on customers' workstations to push out patches patches, software updates, and perform remote support services. On Friday, Cognizant began emailing their clients stating that they had been compromised included a prelim preliminary list of indicators of compromise identified through our investigation. Clients could then use this information to monitor the systems and further secure them. The listed IOCs included IP addresses of servers and file hashes for the KEPSTL32.dll, memes.tmp, and maze.dll files. These IP addresses and files are known to be used in previous attacks by the maze ransomware actors. There was also a hash for a new unnamed file, but there's no further information about it. Security research Vitaly Kremez has released a Yari rule that can be used to detect the maze ransomware DLL. When we contacted the maze operators about this attack, they deny being responsible. In the past, maze has been re reticent to discuss attacks or victims until negotiations negotiations stall at this attack is very recent maze is likely not discussing it to avoid complications of what they hope would be potential ransom payment they will probably seek a very large payment and since maze also steals your data and then and then says and then threatens to release it if you don't pay up you can bet that that is coming um for cognizant so cognizant may be um may be on the hook for quite a bit of money here depending on how the how this plays out and there is even a uh, a, a subtitle here it says if it was if it was maze it must be treated as a data breach so this would be a huge data breach if a number of cognizance clients were impacted by this this ransomware attack so it this is still um, you know, breaking news, a developing story. So we'll we'll follow up with this as it become as more information comes available, becomes available. We will share it with you. But that is uh that is big news. And um, you know, it doesn't say that they got in through the RMM software. That's the remote monitoring and maintenance software. 
It doesn't say that that's how they got in. It doesn't really say how they got in at all, whether it was phishing, which is 90% of all ransomware attacks is phishing, start as phishing, or if they got in another way through RDP or something like that. Um, so we will follow up with you when we have more information. It's going to be interesting to see how that plays out for sure. That is going to do it for the Monday edition of the Proactive IT Cybersecurity Daily. So until tomorrow, stay healthy, stay safe, stay secure.